Holden, Colorado, LTZ, with unbeaten three and a half ton towing. This is Triple M Summer Breakfast with Ed Cavalli and Lawrence Mooney. Good morning. It is summer breakfast. We're having a heat wave. A tropical heat wave. The temperature's rising. It's very surprising. This is because you work on cruise ships. You know songs like that. Oh, Ooh, yeah. sorry. Oh, yeah, I got sacked. Don't bring that up. <laughs> Good morning, Adam Rosenbachs. Good morning, guys. How are we? Well, I'm very well, Rosie. Uh, there's two Rosies in the room And a Good morning, today. Rosie Rosie. Yeah, the original and the best. best. Oh, that hurts. I've known uh, for a long time. Yeah. So Pre-Rosie. Yeah. You're an S Rosie. He's a Z Rosie. Mm. Uh, I got sacked off cruise ships. Uh, was it 30 plus? There were complaints? over 30 complaints. Over 30 Max, complaints. And they were all absolutely justified. Yeah. It's what we've been hearing. And uh, so they said with that volume, they use the word volume of complaints, mm. we've got to cancel your contract for the next cruise. So, Not uh, bitter. Let's talk about today's show. <laughs> Plenty on. Who likes Peter Seal? Everyone. Who likes James Faulkner? Same amount of people. They're on the show today because we're in that gap now, the new gap in cricket, which mm. is the test match hiatus. Until Boxing Day. So we can big bash it for a while. Yeah. We've got a big bash around. It's great. It's it not is. just called the big bash. It's called the T20 big bash. Uh, it's actually called the KFC T20 big bash. It's called the KFC T20 big bash. <laughs> now, have they... <laughs> I, I turned off one day cricket and big bashy cricket. Is it twenty twenty and big bash? Have they married or were they the same thing? No, this is a, this is a, the, the Australian level, the local leagues. So your two Sydney teams, your two Melbourne teams, yep. your Perth, your Adelaide. But my question was twenty twenty oh. cricket. Yep. And big bash is that one in the same thing or was that two different things that married? Is it a hybrid? It's Can anyone it's help me? Same. I'm on my own. Over it's always here. with it's the, the same, same thing. thing. It's yeah. always with the same thing. Okay. You're just confused by all the names they've yeah. thrown at you. Mooney right. still thinks it's the Mercantile Mutual Cup. It's not. <laughs> that was from some time ago. All right. We need to get into it. Love to have you on board. We're talking dogs in the bed today. Christmas shopping. Who's ahead? Who's behind? Mooney's Wheel of Opportunity is going to spin. My Lord. Hey, the Ed, prize is on the wheel. I'm oh, also going to pitch what? my reality shows at you. I've got some reality show ideas. What? and uh, T20 based? Uh, <laughs> no, there's no sporting reality. I've got some great reality show ideas because, you know, you've got your... National Geographic Channel, yes. you've got your Discovery. Okay, you've gone high you've got end. Your A&E. What about E Channel? Yeah, anything for E? I've got a little bit for ACC TV too. Oh, the Australian Christian Network. Christian. <laughs> okay, lawyers, if you're listening, <laughs> Lawrence Mooney has a pitch for the Christian Channel. Does it involve a let, cruise ship? Let, yeah. <laughs> let's just get. Let's just make sure. It's the time of year. It's the birth of our Lord it? Jesus Christ coming we, up in a week. It is absolutely right. We need to do it in the second hour because we need to make sure that all the legal department is here. And mm. on the phone, Triple M's own and Channel 10's own, Mark How- Howie Howard, who's made a wonderful documentary called Defining Mick Fanning. G'day, Howie. Morning, brothers. How are you? Ripping well, day. Well, ripping day to you too, mate. And I'll tell you what, you, when I saw you last doing Dead Set Legends, you said you'd made this documentary and you were, you know, you were hoping that Mick got across the line for the world title and then that we, you were going to tell us where and when we could see it. So this is very exciting because we have an official air date. We do. We go to air this Saturday on Network 10 nationally at half past two. So thank you very much. That's a round of applause, everybody. Yes. People have made a film and got it on the telly. Well done. A great Australian making a, a show about a great Australian. Absolutely right. Now, how, how quickly did you have to go in with the re-edit when he won the world <laughs> title this week? Well, we had to change things around a little bit, but thankfully it got us across the line because it obviously produced a lot more interest on Mick. But I can tell you, last Sunday morning watching when uh, it looked like he was gone, I thought, right, well, this is consigned to the uh, edit tweet for another 
10 years, but no, he got the job done, which really generated interest. And the, the interest on social media when we released the clip yeah. and then Mick sent it out yesterday, it went absolutely gangbusters. So yeah, I've learned gonna... about Twitter and social media, et cetera. Well, Howie, we've just, we're, we're just about to put it out on our own Twitter as well, MMM Hot Breakfast, so people will be able to we're see gonna the clip as well. the living daylights out of it. Can yes. you, in a just a potted history of Mick Fanning, what is something fascinating? Like, Oppie, did he come back from 20 kilos overweight <laughs> no, as, no. He, as he struggled against adversity? What's his potted history? The basic uh, premise of the documentary is it's relating to Australian sports people who have done it pretty tough and have stories that people don't know. So right. as a young man in 1998, Mick was uh, on the way home from a party and he was going to jump in a car with his brother and he decided to walk home. And tragically, his brother, who was a year older, and his best mate was killed in a car accident. Um, and Mick was the first one to find out and had to go and tell his family, wake <sighs> his mum up in bed ring his uh, brothers and sisters in the United Kingdom and sort of fill them in on all that. And it obviously knocked him around. Uh, and he speaks about it. It's the only time I've ever interviewed anyone when I've been in tears. So it was, wow. it was, it was pretty emotional. And uh, the second part of the documentary is an injury that he received where he was told he wouldn't run again, possibly not surf again. Yes, and then it, right. then it goes on to uh, move through how he overcame uh, those massive issues to become a world champion for the first time. So it's, it's not for the faint-hearted. We mm. go into the surgery and we show people getting their hamstrings reattached. Oof. It mixed very Ooh. emotional. His mum's emotional. So well, he, he was also told he would never wee in his wetsuit again as well. And he, he recovered from that. <laughs> he's so got he's, a, he's got a strength you know, within him. He's a survivor. And, Howie, what's good about your doco is that you – it's not one of these things where they quickly – you know when One Direction, the band comes out and, then, and Robert Pattinson is in Twilight and then there's 35 uh, biographies of them in the, in the <laughs> bookstores and then there's their pictorial history and then there's a DVD about them as well where people just cobble together stuff from New Weekly. This is time you've spent a lot of time with Mick. You were there through, you know, going back on this stuff and through those surgery and seeing his journey to where he is today. So it's a very thorough and real documentary, and we urge everyone to go and have a look tomorrow at uh, 2.30 on Saturday at Network 10. Howie, you'd be gearing up for Big Bash duty, wouldn't you? Yeah, I am. Um, so the doco's on set at 2.30, but more importantly for the network at the moment, tomorrow night at 7.30, mm. the first time the Big Bash has been on free-to-air television. Hello. Um, yeah, I'm a very small wheel. It's sort of more about your Ricky Pontings, your Adam Gilchrist and your Viv Richards, but I'll be in the commentary box next to no, them. We can't yeah. wait. It's going to be really, really exciting. That'll be the KFC T20 Big Bash. Oh, he's just learnt what it is, um, Howie. That's uh, Moon just learning exactly what it's called. And then we look... Who's playing I'm... at Moon? It's yeah. bigger than Ben Hurd. Oh, look, I'm right behind Brisbane Heat. Oh, yes, he he's learned yeah, the team. Yeah, yeah, in the, in the th- name one player. Um, <laughs> Barry Stevenson. Barry Stevenson is <laughs> injured, so bad luck. So um, good on you, Howie. Thank you. And also, uh, you'll be, if, you just, if too much Howie is not enough, then uh, 10 have just secured the V8 Supercar broadcast rights in 2015. And now that Holden's left, it's going to be Daewoo it's versus be- Great Wall. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it might be too much And here Howie comes the Sang-Yong across the line. <laughs> All right. Tomorrow, two thirty PM. Saturday, Saturday, oh, Saturday, Saturday, Saturday. Sorry, I'm getting Saturday, my days together. Saturday, two thirty. Sorry, Howie. Saturday, two thirty. Hit your IQs. Watch it, please. Absolutely. You two... can't say two thirty without saying Chinese dentist. Yes, you can, <laughs> and you should have. Thanks, Howie. It's your Cheers, summer breakfast. <laughs> Good Do you know you. what uh, I'm amazed at, Ed? What's is, that? Uh, whenever I watch a little bit of morning TV, sunrise or today, I'm always amazed mm-hmm. that there's police out there mm. arresting drunks on the street at night. Yeah, it's a shock. I see that vision and I think, what's going on? It's, always... I, I, it's like so strange to me. Okay. You can have a choice of two stories, you two. Police arresting drunks. No. First no. one is a young couple 
gets engaged during City Light Show. Okay. Oh, yeah. What's the... Yeah, give us a second one. Can we have the... Or 200 kilogram virgin Greg Casser ended up I mean, in already. ER after his first time, you know what, <laughs> when his girlfriend went flying through a wall. <laughs> I think we've got... I think we're well, saying I, like the, I like the rings. It sounded romantic, but the yeah. second one's more romantic. And, and I'm to interested me. in the light show, but it doesn't make good radio. <laughs> but I want a 200 kilogram man, a virgin, no less. Mm-hmm. So he's up for it, mm-hmm. mm. uh, and he injures mm-hmm. he injures his partner. Mm-hmm. What does he do, Ed? There's what? no video, thankfully. But that's safe. Can to you say. put it? Can you put it in layman's terms? Large man. <laughs> Smaller partner, uh-huh. broken wall. Yeah, but no layman's terms is like he ploughed her into the wall. That's not. That's not, that's not layman's, layman's terms, isn't it? Is that street talk? <laughs> what do you call that? You know what I like first time and they're standing up. No, no, no. I don't think you know that. I don't no, think no. that's part well, of I'm this just at all. Assuming, no. And I think you two have chosen the wrong story. I made a Clearly, good image no. There. I, what I'm seeing is I'm seeing they're they're horizontal. The they're horizontal, and there's a lot of kinetic energy. Uh huh. Uh, a 200 Newton's kilo theory. man, yeah. Yep, he's, Newton's theory. Like the Holden Colorado, he's packing 500 <laughs> mega newtons. He could tow a boat out of a ditch and he has put a tiny woman I into think a you, wall. I think you two have missed the romance of both stories. So that's the end of that. Triple F Summer Breakfast. Tow a boat all your, out of a ditch. All your classy news first. During the last week, uh, Moon said a number of things that have been questionable in a legal sense, but it's more what he does in a moral sense that, that makes me upset. <laughs> right, even worse. It's even more of a, Yeah, it's more of a moral standpoint because that I wish to take. they've got a legal team here at Triple M, but they mm. haven't got a moral team. No, the moral police sadly <laughs> left long ago here at Triple M. So there's a photograph that he shows uh, that he does, he does a little voice with it and tells a little story, Rosie. Oh, are you talking about the one with my dog in it? <laughs> Mr. Bear, his name's actually Rupert Bear. He's a Labradoodle cross with a spoodle, Ed. Yes. Shut up. So he's filthy and... He's a dog. Got that... matted hair. And what's the... Fo- show everyone the photograph that you... Show Rosie... Show, oh, show this Mr. Rosie the photograph. This is what I leave behind in the morning and I've just tweeted it. MMM Hot Breakfast. And it's... I... The dog sleeps on our bed, but um, when I leave, I pull the doona. He gets up beside his mum, which That's is my disgusting. wife. Thank you. And I pull the doona over him mm. and tuck him in, so mm. his head's on the pillow next to hers, mm. and they're back to back. Mm. They're warm and cosy, and they're sleeping together. And mm. the bed, yes, what the point you're making is the dog is in the bed. Mm. With its Where head it on your pillow. With its head on a pillow. Do you change the pillowcase before you get home? Two or three weeks. Every, yeah. Three weeks. but you should see you when we put the we when we put the sheets and the doona cover in the wash, the water is so brown. Oh. We soak it for ages. <laughs> now, what about because I've known you for quite some time, uh, mm. Moon Man? What about say when you come home drunk? Does he let you sleep in his <laughs> no, he, kennel? He sleeps. <laughs> Well, when I, I rarely come home drunk, I'll say. You don't come home. <laughs> no, I don't come home. Goes to his other house. I, uh, <laughs> the dog sleeps on the end of the bed, and then at 4 a.m. most mornings, it wakes up and goes over to my wife's side, and they spoon together. Disgusting. And uh, then I get out of bed, and the dog works its way under the doona. No, we're aware of the mechanics of it. It's the... The health implications I'm worried about. Well, so okay, at my, at no, my, at health implications, it's just dirt. No, no, it's worse than that because at 
uh, Tiff's family's house. They mm. have a they have a small dog, a very a very mm. a small is a Shih Tzu little thing. And when they leave for the day, or when if somebody leaves for the day, if you go if you, if you come home before other humans, right? If I get there and there's no one there, mm. then the dog is lying on the pillow of the mum, right? Yep. And, and what I call sunny side down, yep. which is not on its back. Sprawled. No. Sprawled out. Sprawled out. So all of its stuff yeah. is rubbing it's up. junk. In, exactly. Yeah. And, when I say, and, and that's the thing with dogs is that if it's a man dog, it has a penis, but it's on its belly, which is amazing. Just imagine having a, a penis on your belly. <laughs> okay. That, Just imagine that. You be can that, do that if you pay the right price. <laughs> be that as it may. What I, I my argument is why don't you people just cut out the middleman? Mm. The next time the dog does its business, why don't you all just reach down and cover your face with it? Well, because it's the same no, thing. No, you it's on you've, your pillow. You've taken a it's big in leap. your mouth. He's not. You're eating he, it. He's not doing you're the eating, old. He's doing that. He's, he's, he's scraping his ass along he's the ground doing it into your face. Yeah, right now. But my wife made a very good point. She goes because I was strictly dog outside. No, yes. the dog's got to be inside. All right, only in the laundry. No, the dog can be in our room. Now the dog's on the bed. Now the dog's in the bed. So I've been defeated. I started with a very strong line, but she made the point, why would you invite a dog into your pack, in inverted commas, because they're pack animals, and then tell it that it's not welcome in the pack? So what we've done is we've de-evolved into dogs, (laughs) which is very good from a male point of view. Think of all the things that dogs do that men want to do. Oh, yeah. Uh, I can I can eat without using my hands. Get off my leg. I can I can hump people's legs. Yeah. Uh, you know. Do you go in the backyard? I I can. Do you? Do yes. you go in the backyard? You can. can. Yeah, but I've got to pick it up with a plastic bag and put it in a bin. <laughs> One triple three five three. I want to settle this dog once, in the bed once and for all, please. Once and for all, we need to put this away. And if there's any vets, I'd love to hear from vets. If mm. there's any healthcare professionals, if there's any naturopaths, if there's any Chinese herbalists, if there's any Italian herbalists, can we talk to dog lovers too? Because what you're going to hear oh, we'll Ed, talk to is dog people lovers. that yeah. kiss their dogs goodnight. Listen, sing to their dogs, spoon with their dogs. But you put the doona over the dog with the yeah. dog's head on the bed. The that dog is wrong. Oh, cozy dog next to you first thing in the morning. One triple three, very cozy. One triple three five three. Dogs in the bed. Is it disgusting? It is disgusting. It's not you good. know it is. Hey, uh, on 13353, dogs in the bed. Because Lawrence Mooney is trying to kill himself, uh, his wife, and his baby by having a disease-ridden dog lie in their bed <laughs> as he goes off to pretend to work. Or as he's away doing what we call fake comedy gigs while he's out on the source. <laughs> yeah. Mr. Rosenbach's your take. Well, I met a lady one night. I yes, I met a lady. Great story. Go back to her place. She yep. has two poodles. I think that's great. You're an animal yep. lover. That means you're a very caring person. But mm. bedroom door didn't close when we went into the mm. boudoir. No. Dogs jumping all over the bed. Oh. Saying, couldn't... hey, Rosie, you're copying me. Yeah. Oh, that's what the dogs are saying. <laughs> I couldn't. I couldn't perform. No, you couldn't. Really? No, I don't pressure. want two dogs. You'll be no good in a circus, and... my friend, because there's <laughs> animals around all the time. Hi, Marnie. Dogs in the bed. You're against it, aren't you? Hi, Ed. Look, you know, disease-ridden dogs. Come on, Ed. I reckon um, Lawrence sounds like a guy that would clean his dog regularly, and I know I do. I clean my three dogs regularly. And are they in the bed, Marnie? Yes, we have a, uh, a baby gate that keeps them out between the hallway and our bedrooms each night. Okay. 
And um, when my partner, he goes to bed, he yeah. uh, when he goes to work, sorry, he lets them in with me in the morning. And, uh, uh, yeah, they go. all snuggle in underneath. Oh, no, it's nice, isn't it? Cozy like, dog. Yes. No, but Marnie, and even that if salty dog... breath breathing in your face. Even if it. the dog is clean, Marnie, it doesn't, if, my, if Lawrence cleans the dog, it doesn't mean the dog stays clean. They're dogs. Oh, yeah. yeah, but these are these are girl dogs. They're inside dogs, you know. No, that's slightly better. Inside yeah. dogs, money. That's slightly better. I'm going to give you that, Scotty. Hey, Scotty, your dog's in the bed, guy. Yeah, mate. Oh. You, they're a part of your family, domesticated animals. You're mate, right, Scotty. Disease-ridden. They're in the house all together. What difference is it at the bed? Yeah, they're part of the pack, aren't they? Yeah, well, especially as when they're puppies, like bringing them into that sort Puppy. of environment. I remember when my dog was a puppy, he used to cuddle in bed with us. He used to even wake me up to go to the toilet at night. Yeah, and that's, they know, (laughs) see, that's the other thing. They know when they, my dog holds on and, you know, you get up in the morning and you do that first wee. Mm -hmm. My dog goes out, he can't even cock his leg, he just arches his back. Oh, oh, oh. (laughs) Thank you, Scotty. Luke, talk some sense, man. Dog's in the bed. Honest to God, I'm completely against it. Yes. Good, Luke. Because, like, what well, I've had dogs growing up as a kid. Yeah. And the only times we ever had them inside was when it was like a thunderstorm. Yeah. <laughs> now, think about it this way. Us people, we can, if we go to the loo, we can always wipe ourselves. Thank you, thank all, you, All Luke. that kind of stuff. Yes. Dogs, you can't do it. No. Plus, also, like, I know teenagers have a few wet dreams. It's like, who knows if dogs have wet dreams. <laughs> oh, that's interesting. That's interesting, Luke, as well. That's not an angle that I'd thought about. But yeah. my dog does, want to. He does have dreams in the middle of the night, and, and he's going, what? Does he go for a run? Uh, I think he's dreaming about possums. Possums drive him crazy, <laughs> and he sees possums, and you can hear him. And he's kind of doing little spasms, and you go, you're all right, mate. And he goes, he kind of wakes up and goes, oh, Jesus. So there's Where possums am- in the room. <laughs> Where yeah. am I? Where am I? Hey, Rob. Now, Rob. Yeah, yeah Rob. A doggy, is there a dog in your bed? Uh, yes, there is, unfortunately. And How right. big is it? It's a uh, Rhodesian Ridgeback. Whoa. Good lordy. <laughs> Rob, what? is there any room for anyone else? Is it just you? <laughs> no, he sort of sleeps in the middle, and we have the edges of it. And is the dog okay? What's going on with this dog? Um, well, before I met my partner, he used to sleep outside in the backyard, and uh, since we moved up with her, he's like, too beautiful to sleep outside. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, three years down the track, he's now suffering from separation anxiety every time I go to work and is on Prozac. <laughs> is he really? Oh, the poor big guy. You've got to take him to work, Rob. Rob, where do you work? Uh, what, what kind of work uh, do you do? Well, I drive a, a street sweeper. Oh, he can go in that. Oh, he can go. It. Can't he go in that? Uh, no, tra- dogs in the truck, mate, unfortunately. Oh, yeah. Can't oh, he run oh. along? You can run along beside it. He'd love that. No, hang his weed out the window. Hang his there you go. <laughs> All right, Rob. See, you know, they're, they're kind people, though. No, dogs in the bed people are kind people. They are good people. They're inclusive mm, people. They I recently people. got a midlife crisis motorcycle license, yeah. and uh, I learned when I was going for it that you can have a, a dog on a motorcycle uh, for a short distance, 50 kilometres from your, your main centre. So if you live in the country, for example, you can put your dog oh, on see. the bike I and see. drive it two yeah. or three k's from your home. Yeah. So to the nearest Captain Snooze to go bed shopping. That's right. <laughs> it's time for Clown of the Week, Rosie. Well, it's been a big week. <laughs> I like the little... I like your horn. Oh, thank you, mate. Well, this is going to be fun if he's already... He loves the horn. He's already looking at the start. Well, I'm going to start off with an Australian, an Australia Post mailman who was too lazy to deliver almost 10,000 items. Oh. <laughs> 
and he's been charged with theft. Now, first thing off, I'm not very happy if I miss out on the $20 that I'm expecting from my nana Absolutely, at Christmas, right? Because right? I'm going to lose my kneecaps if I don't get that. <laughs> mm. But seriously, how dumb is this guy? He kept the 10,000 items in his house. Now, has he never done a paper round? Everyone knows. Down the drain. Straight down the drain. <laughs> down the drain. <laughs> what is he waiting for? Unbelievable. Uh, hold on. Why? How can a lazy person be charged with theft? He's lazy. It's not a crime. It's just laziness. Well, I think he has to deliver them, doesn't he? Isn't that his Yeah, but role? if they're still in their box, he hasn't stolen them. He's just left them at home. Well, you're on triple uh, AM right now with uh, Lawrence Mooney. So who's the next one? Uh, the next... Uh, <laughs> I'm going to hit up uh, for Clown of the Week Facebook. Oh, yes. Because did you know... <laughs> There's that horn again. <laughs> did you know that Facebook can read your status update even if you didn't complete it? Whoa. So they can read your keystrokes, and uh, apparently after 10 minutes, they say it's an un, um, unpublished yeah. thing, and they can, they can read it. But I just want to say to you, Facebook, stop wasting your time, because I can tell you the three things that people are posting is, I have a cat, I have a child, or I have a cat with a child on its head. Oh, and they're and that's all, all good. people do on Facebook. Number three is good. <laughs> I mean, you would look at that. You would like, yeah, that's like so it. When you were saying... Facebook can read your keystrokes. Do they know other stuff that's going on <laughs> on my keyboard? Well, if you're not doing it in front of Facebook and you don't have the webcam on, I think you're safe. <laughs> I've, got, I've got three key words I pump into the search engine. <laughs> Give us a call if you know what they are. Seriously. <laughs> Nikki Webster is getting nominated. How did you know what they are? <laughs> <laughs> Nikki Webster, because she came out this week and announced that she was pregnant. Oh, now, no! I know. For starters, that's making us feel too old already. Very know, old. Because we just, everyone remembers her from the 2000 Olympics, and that's mm-hmm. how That's the only it. thing I remember from the 2000 Olympics, that and the beach volleyball. So that's all you kind <laughs> of remember. So Nikki Webster, she's at, turns out she's giving out more than strawberry kisses these days, which I think is, <laughs> is quite nice. But on the positive, she did What's say. What's she calling them? <laughs> I'm not sure what she's calling What flavour are her kisses now? What kind of fruit is it? Popular. It's guava. <laughs> Very popular. <laughs> but I do know that she won't be giving you birth until she's dilated the same uh, diameter as an Olympic ring. So oh, that's <laughs> nice. That's a really nice story. Now, uh, Ash's uh, cricket journalist, Peter Lalo, I want to uh, clown him because Ooh, he... Oh, why? Well, we won the Ashes. Yes. And then Australia, the, the team gathered round to sing Under a Southern Sky. Yes. And he videoed it. Now this is a sacred, uh, a sacred thing that nobody should, nobody should know about. It's like you know the KFC secret spices or how much AJ Rochester eats. There's secret things things that nobody nobody should should know, privy to. And they they published it on the uh, on the Australian website yesterday. And I've actually got this is the Australian cricket team singing their victory joint. This is sacrilege. Yeah, I've got it here. Let's have a listen. Oh, there they go. <laughs> that is that was Ryan Harris trying to get into Crown Casino. That's beautiful. That is haunting. And my, my clown of the week, and I know this is going to be controversial, but I'm going to clown teachers. Oh, haven't they? Unbelievable. Have they Unbelievable. Now, look, I think they do a fantastic job, but you know what I don't want to hear from teachers at this time of year? Whinging that holidays aren't coming fa- uh, cl- like aren't coming up quick enough because I I know four teachers and all I've heard from them this week is, oh, holidays don't start until Thursday. And I'm like, yeah, what time do they start? Oh, lunchtime? It's like, all right, you've got six weeks. It's like someone telling you that they're they're really annoyed about having to pack for their eight-week holiday in Europe. You don't want to hear about that kind of stuff. You don't want to hear that kind of stuff. And the thing is, I think most teachers have clocked off weeks ago after they've written their reports because I live near a primary school and I have just seen the kids out wandering (laughs) with the teachers like, you know, sun-smart vagrants for the last three weeks. So don't tell me that it's tough. You're getting long holidays. I don't don't want to hear from people that work 40 weeks a year 
I mean, what do we put in? Two hours a day. Absolutely. I don't want to hear for, from these people. For three weeks. We knock off when the news hits. Yeah, we yeah, don't ex- get to two hours. Exactly. I don't want to hear from teachers. An excellent selection, Rosie. Great job. <laughs> yeah. Doing some Christmas shopping yesterday, guys. I went to Dick Smith to get everything for myself. Had a lovely time. Then with my fiance, she dragged me around. So you're a one for them, one for me kind of a guy? Absolutely. Absolutely. That's why I shop too. There's nothing one more. One for them, one for me. There is nothing more that Tiff wants than a copy of... Call of Duty Ghosts, I'm almost certain of. <laughs> not so quite. One way to find out. But are I you, did see it at Toys R Us. Are you R. cool R. enough that you call it a COD session? No, I'm not. I'm okay. not that cool. Um, so I did walk past Toys R Us and saw the Lego. Lego's everywhere. As you know, Ninja Go and Star Wars oh. Lego. Do Just, you know what? I want the Sydney Opera House Lego set. It's funny you should say that because they've got the Legends of Architecture set, including the Sydney Opera House. Oh, and you go, it is awesome. Yeah. That looks pretty good. But then they've got the United Nations building. Not great. It's Do boring. kids want that? Wouldn't have thought so. Hey, Mum, get me Ban Ki-moon. Please, can I have Ban Ki-moon? Can is, I have my little... Can, is there a Bono Lego I could get? Is there Reservoir Dogs Lego? No, that's not there. You can oh. also get the desalination plant. The kids are going to love that one for Christmas. <laughs> Rosie, something that we both know about Lawrence Mooney is that he has tickets on his ability to create television shows. Mm. At the moment on ABC2, he has a communist mouthpiece called Dirty Laundry Live, which is mm. a fantastic show uh, pushing Mao Zedong's ideas. But you uh, know it's just the beginning. Yeah, it's just the beginning, and I've got some ideas for reality, because I love a bit of National Geographic. but you're also the voice of God on Bryn My Bedazzled Life. And another series coming up on Channel 7, I can't mention, called... I Will Survive. So... So I've got some uh, reality TV show ideas. I want to pitch them to you. I'm excited. The first one is for you. Yes. Because I know watching that vision coming out of Melbourne of the Mm -hmm. protesters, how you feel about protesters, this is... If, if you're a guy who has done a martial art or worked oh, out, wow. man or woman, and you want to punch on, but you can't find a legal way to smash someone, this show is for you. Do you want to legally punch someone? Then join Police Support Crew. We pick up a police signal and you join the chase. <laughs> Be it a protest, a bank robbery, or just some drunks at the pub. Join the police and punch on. Wow. Now, am I getting some people lining up to be on that show? I would love it. Because if you stand behind a policeman on a Friday night mm. and just go, don't assault police and punch the drunk, the cop's <laughs> not going to go, you're under arrest. Because you're helping. You're helping. I love it. Channel okay. 7? That's a Channel 7 one. Yeah. Okay, this is a more of a talent quest, this Ooh, new reality good. show. We've had The Voice. Covering your genres. We've had Oz Idol. Yeah. Mm. We've had Safeway New Faces. <laughs> But remember when NXS went in search of a new lead singer? I remember that. And everyone went, not only is it horrendously distasteful and Mm. sacrilegious, Mm. it's not a bad idea. Yeah. Uh, Well, we're searching for a new Aussie talent. Get out the wobble boards, warm up your didgeridoos, and don't forget your paints. Because it's Australia's search for the next Rolf Harris. (laughs) Rolf's got himself into hot water, and we need a new one. Now <laughs> that's not a role. I don't think you could even get a Big Brother outcast in, go, to be in, in every capital city around Australia. There are men wearing big glasses with uh-huh. beards. Uh-huh. They call themselves hipsters, but who are they really? <laughs> They're Rolf Harris's in the waiting. Wow, Tommy Wombat down sport. That yeah. is just an incredible Touch, idea. Tie another marsupial <laughs> down. Why are they called marsupials, Rosie? I don't know because they've got pouches. 
A oh, marsupial okay. must have a pouch. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> it's not only funny, it's good for you too. Absolutely. So this is the one that I really think... Which network is this one for? This one mm. is... Uh, it's definitely cable. It's Fox 8. What about E? Is this, could it be on no, E? No, no. This is your Fox 8, which is their flagship. That's their flagship Are we talking Rolf or are we talking the one coming no, up? No, the new one coming up. The new one coming up is it's along the lines of Dating in the Dark. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. So there's some night vision. Okay. There's some weird glowing eyes. Okay. That's Fox 8. Uh, it's Fox 8. And this is the one that I seriously think would get up. Uh, the legal team, they've put on their gowns and their wigs. They're holding their Are little wooden hammers. Uh-oh. They're ready with the dump button. <laughs> the gavel is ready. <laughs> the gavel. I like that you know it's called a gavel. Mm-hmm. Let's listen to it. Tonight on Death Row Conjugal Visits. They're men who have committed heinous crimes and they've been sentenced to death. But they need loving too. Meet the women that love the men on death row conjugal visits. Okay. Here's the thing. <laughs> that is the one that you know people would be interested in. Because whenever they do on the crime and investigation mm. channel, which I watch a lot, whenever they do, we go behind the prison to meet the, the yeah. America's worst murderers. There's always a bit where they go, oh, and he just got married. And he got married because someone fell in love with him because yeah. he's in prison. Because do you know where women want men? They want them behind bars. <laughs> they know where they are. They know what they're doing. You can always they, get him on the phone. Yeah, they can always. They yeah. they, they don't have to worry. Oh, where is he? Is yes. he cheating? Maybe, maybe but maybe. not the way <laughs> not the way that you think he's cheating. Death row conjugal visits is a real goer. Mo- Mooney, three for three. Wow, he's oh, no. done it. He has done it. You've got all networks covered as well. Although there's not an Al Jazeera one. Look, let me work on (laughs) Al Jazeera. Do not dangle that carrot in front of him, please, Rosen Parks. Yeah, Mooney's got himself a wheel of opportunity spirit. You can win some prizes, some really good stuff. Nine inch nails all the queens. Of the Stone Age, or just some crap that Mooney found in his garage. Yeah, yeah. It's Mooney's wheel of opportunity. Tunity. Big thanks to Guy Sebastian for singing the singing the theme tune to Mooney's Mooney's wheel of opportunity. Please tell me the spin doctors get some royalties out of that. Absolutely, the doctors do. They reformed to do that. That is they're good. Pocket full of kryptonite. Uh, Triple M presents Queens of the Stone Age and Nine Inch Nails. For two details, go to triplem.com.au. One triple three five three. If you would like to spin Mooney's wheel of opportunity, Just still on there. It up. Vinyl CD pack uh, number eight today is the limited edition signed to a poster. Number twenty has got your tickets to the gig. Uh, Moon, what's on number ten? Uh, we've still got dinner with Fordo from the Today from Show. From the Today oh, Show, Fordo. <laughs> Is it his choice of venue? Yeah. Well, he might uh, cook up something for you because he loves to entertain at home. I know he's got a... It's great. He loves um, Curtis Stone's $10 meals for the family at Coles. Absolutely. Uh, I love watching Curtis Stone chew the turkey and say how succulent it is. Yeah, it's my favourite ad. That is, uh, chew some more turkey, Curtis. Yeah, you can get some more in there. How Curtis? much are they paying you to chew that turkey? No, I think, <laughs> I think he does it just for yeah. community. For free. Yeah, he loves the basically. turkey. Uh, what's turkey. On Hunter number, Valley turkey. What's on number two there, Rosie? Uh, it's a new range of formal Crocs. Uh, formal Crocs? Yeah, mm. shoes for comfort and class. Patent they're, leather? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. They're button-up. 
Just to really make them look so much better. Who remembers Crosby's? The uh, of course. Why did they not work Velcro shoes? Why did that not work? Well, actually, they're in Malcolm Gladwell's tipping point. Uh, They got cool for a while. They did. Mm. A few people spoke about them, and then all of a sudden, they become massively popular Mm -hmm. with your hipster. Then they went away. Then they went away. You can also win, Ed. Oh yes, number twenty-five. On most other. In, in fact, every other number, you can win DVDs because it's a dying format and people are just throwing them away. Which DVD in particular? Any DVD. Twister. Twister. <laughs> We've got Twister. We are going to spin Mooney's Wheel of Opportunity because Triple M's presenting Queens of the Stone Age and Nine Inch Nails. Two details. Go to triplem.com.au. Of course, we are. Hello, April. Hi, how are you going? Yeah, good, thank you. What do you know about Lawrence Mooney? Have you ever seen him on a cruise ship? No, I haven't. Well, you wouldn't, would you, April? Because he received over 30 complaints and was sacked. <laughs> Did you know that? Well, no, but that's unfortunate. Does it, does it sound like fair enough, though? Do you think it's fair enough? Um, No, he should get a fair go. Yeah, oh, thanks, April. Look at that, April. Yeah. You should be allowed in international waters, man. Unfair dismissal, that's April's <laughs> calling. Unfair dismissal. Okay, April. I'm taking it to work safe. What is it? Work choices? Work, work choices? Yeah. Is it... Uh, Take fair, it to work. Fair trade. Fair, fair trade. Do you yeah. work for any of the bodies that we're mentioning? No, 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 no we're don't. all good. No, we're all good. Excellent work. All right, April. Uh, away we go, Moon. Here we go. Your own wheel. Round and round and round she goes. Where she stops, nobody knows. Give it another oh. swing, Moon. You yeah. get another oh, one. And yeah. it stopped, it's John. It's licking the leather. And it is number. number. It's a good luck number. number. If you're Chinese, it's number eight. Oh, lucky number eight, April. Okay. We've had a couple of liners recently, April, but you have got number eight. Just by, I like to know people's favourite. Things. What's your favourite number, April? Number thirteen. Number thirteen. Oh, Ooh, lucky for some. Doesn't mind. <laughs> hey, April, you've won a double. There's a double here. You've got the uh, very limited edition vinyl and <gasps> CD pack from Queens of the Stone Age and Nine Inch Nails, but you've also got Lawrence Mooney's DVD, Lawrence of Suburbia. Well done. Wow. To well done, April. <laughs> Do you have a turntable, April? No, I don't. But you now frame it, put it on the wall. See? Great yes. idea. Oh, you're positive. April, April were oh, you no. in the uh, syndicate that won the $70 million on the Gold Coast? Unfortunately, no. How was that? How did you <laughs> feel when um, you learnt it was a group of people? Better or worse? Um, Better, because at least it's shared, I think. Do you reckon they'll be fighting those friends? Um, I don't know. <laughs> they'll make it reality. They'll make good TV. It would yes, make, oh, it'll make good TV. I think they'll get $70 million worth of sleeve April, tattoos. <laughs> yeah, I you love... just got yourself a job as a producer on Today Tonight. Awesome. <laughs> That's actually a real prize. You had, you've, got to, you've got to report in. Thanks, April. Well played. Triple M Summer Breakfast. Ed Cavalier, Lawrence Mooney, and Adam Rosenbach joined in the studio by, and geez, this is a sweet oh. sentence. I'm going to enjoy this. Two of Australia's victorious Ashes squad, Peter Siddle and James Faulkner. Good yeah. on you. Yeah. Cheers, boys. Thank you. It's funny. Uh, we've been talking, uh, Peter, uh, Mooney and I have been doing filling in for a few weeks, and we realised how much the Australian cricket team affects our mood. Because as soon as we started on air, the tests had started, and the better you guys did, we would just we would bounce in in the morning. Have you mm. had a sense of how much the Australian, Australian cricket team means to the general demeanour of men and women in Australia? How happy we are when you're winning? Yeah, I think so. I think it's not most noticeable down the street and at the at the airports yes. when we fly back in. I think the the love and the and the, and that we've been getting just from all the fans that has you've been... earned. You've earned that That's love, right. gentlemen. That's right. Both of you. Cricket and uh, and everyone's enjoying it, so it is nice to yeah to have those people coming up and just saying congrats and well done and it does put a smile on our face yes. as it does yours. Because the Australian public, they're, they're a fickle mistress. We hated you <laughs> during the winter. We so hated you. I know. And now and, we love you. Up until three weeks ago, I think we we're probably the most hated sports team in Australia. But um, 
Now, now we're back where we belong as the as the number one uh, supported team. So it's, it's going well. And how was Tuesday night? Obviously, the celebrations on the pitch after no no urination on the pitch or anything like that down the cracks. You weren't tempted, James. Like no, the, we didn't. We didn't take it that far like the English over in England. But yes. um, no, it was a good night. We uh, went back out in the middle and sung the song yes. a couple of hours after the game had finished. And uh, oh, that yeah, must be nice. It was a special moment. Everyone really enjoyed it. So. That's great. And your how's the how's the because your thumb, James, got broken in the nets just before the test by a pom, wasn't it? Yeah, I did. I had, a, I had a beautiful morning the day before the game uh, with a broken digit. But um, Were you trying to hide it? Because you were a chance to play. Were you going like, nah, I'm fine. That's not broken. Don't worry about it. <laughs> I wish. There was a bit of pain. But um, yeah, it's getting better. So hopefully I'll be back sooner rather than later. So. Well, because Boxing Day is the next is the next test, as, as we all know. Now, what are we thinking? What kind of crowd are we hoping for there? 20,000? No, I wouldn't have thought so. No, I think I've, I've played in. I've played in five now, and I think um, we've got pushed around eighty, eighty thousand a, a couple of times. Easily. But uh, an Ashes series, we've won, and like like we said just before, that yeah. uh, the Australian public's all over it now. So it's um, yeah, hopefully a record. I think ninety thousand eight hundred's the the previous uh, record test matches. So hopefully Ryan Harris gets in. That's the chance. Oh, you're right. <laughs> I think he'll be right. I think he'll be okay. right at Boxing was, Day. Was he a little bit sheepish the morning after? When did he realise that the Twitter, uh-oh, Twitter's public? Let's have a deal. Nah, nah, he, he deleted it 10 minutes after he posted it. So, okay. Uh, obviously, he was disappointed with that. And, uh, but he got a, in in the end. He did, he got in. And then, and, and then Crown took his money. So, so it's all okay. <laughs> so it, it, all, it all evens out in the end. Everyone's so a winner. It's, Every, um, that's everyone. right. Everyone won out of that except for, except for him. So. <laughs> you've had a great series. Uh, I don't think you've been higher than when you took out Peterson, though. There was a oh, roar. That was fun. You were doing like the Lion King. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. How good did that feel? Yeah, no, nah, it's it's always been good. It's it's um it's good fun bowling to Peterson. Yeah, I've had a lot of success against him, but mm. yes. I think just the situation of the game, we need a few wickets, and as everyone knows, I get pretty excited when I get one. Yeah. So, so <laughs> <laughs> it probably just added to it that it was KP, and yeah, that was are you chatty out there? Do you give a bit of lip? No, you just do it. Usually ask them what they're having for dinner or where they're right. going for a meal or what they've been up to. So it's, it's usually or pretty tame. Do you know who your parents out, are? That out kind in of the stuff. Field and <laughs> what, we're just all, all friendly. Like you that. know, James Faulkner, you're known as one of the things that they were saying about you coming into the team is that you're a competitor, that you're feisty. Now, I, the stun mic isn't up when I watch you play, but you look as though you're a man who sledges beyond his years. <laughs> you look like a man who's not afraid of a little bit. Is that true? Well, I did get myself in a little bit of trouble last summer, so yes. um, I got told to pull my head in a little bit there. Really? So, um, Cancelled the Twitter account as well, did we? I've got the Twitter. I'm a little bit quieter than what yeah. I was previously <laughs> so, on that. So now you're just taking it out on Brad Haddon, aren't you? Yeah. No. <laughs> That's exactly right. Finger yeah. in the eye. Yeah. Well, there's no, there's obviously it. something about you Tasmanians, because George was threatened with having his face punched in because he was a bit <laughs> lippy. So you guys are really up and about, the Tasmanians. Yeah, that was quite humorous, I thought. George playing his, his first test match, sledging uh, Jimmy Anderson to bat pad. So I thought that was, bri- I thought that was brilliant. That's the way to do it. Now, uh, Peter, since we were talking on the way of earlier about dogs in the bed. Yes. Where do you stand on this? Yes, I was actually driving in just before. I thought, oh, I've listened to see what the boys are talking about. And mm-hmm. uh, dogs in the bed, it's uh, definitely a go at home. I've got no, two little dogs. You're and, a good uh, man. How little? What are we talking? I'm talking uh, one's uh, just over a year old. The other one's nine months. I'm talking... What kind of dogs? What yeah, breed? A, a Maltese Shih Tzu and a Maltese Poodle. So they're both two little dogs. And Hang on, who chose those? Me. I love my dogs. You're a Poodle guy? Yep. 
Yep. So I've got a labradoodle. I'll actually have anything. Yeah, I've got a labradoodle cross with a spoodle, yeah. so I'm a double poodle guy too. What's happened to the Kelpie? Yeah, they're the opening Kelpie? bowler dogs, aren't they? That's yeah. Right. <laughs> uh, yeah. So both rescue dogs, and um, oh, now they, oh, they, that's good. They oh. jump in bed with us and sleep with us all the time, and um, nice. I love it on the pillow. One, on the pillow. One sleeps above my head. The big one, Axel, he sleeps above my head, Axel. and the other one spoons <laughs> spoons with me. So Anna misses out, but I, I get them both. And you make a very good point. You off air, you said to Ed, have you ever met a dog person that's been sick and dogs don't have illnesses they don't have diseases like humans do yeah and like cats, they don't have measles yeah, like and right. the cold all right, all right. I'll, I'll accept that now <laughs> moving on from the the other big topic in cricket of course is tattoos now in some of the news today we can see uh the renegades bowler jade herrick who i think is a victorian place yes, victoria yeah, my you, teammate yep you know him so you would have seen him semi-nude a lot yes now a lot he <laughs> is <laughs> sometimes during the sometimes after a game yeah. so so he's in the back of the paper today, just in his, in his undies, and the tattoo collection that he has is nothing short of astonishing. All of the Ninja Turtles, you said. Yep, Peter. all the Ninja Turtles. He's got, yep. uh, that's on one leg with yep. uh, he's Optimus, got Prime. Optimus Prime up there. Yep. The so other leg is, now what's the other leg you've got? The other leg's Pirates of the Caribbean. So he's got, <laughs> he's got a Jack Sparrow, a few of them. He's got a compass on his kneecap. So okay. they're keepers. They are, yeah, they're keepers. Yeah. <laughs> yep. You're shaking your head, James. Are you a clean skin? I'm just laughing at what he's got, to be honest. Yeah. <laughs> have he's, you gone? Have you got any? Are you a clean skin? Are you inked? What do you got? I'm not inked as yet. Uh, as yet? Now, what are you thinking? You what get, are, what get, are we going with? Go the neck. Get oh, yeah, the neck. It's a beautiful neck, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> Very visible. That's no. a good look for you. I was thinking the, the, from the eyeball, just on the cheek or something. A couple yeah. of tears. Yeah. I reckon that'll look good yeah. for J- yeah. Jimmy. He'll every look time, tough when he's sledging out in the field. Or well, what about every time you get KP out, see if you get another tear? That'd be nice. He's got enough face for that. My face would be covered. No, I'm only joking. All right, we're looking forward to seeing uh, you guys take the field for the uh, Boxing Day test. Sorry. We're hoping for two million people in the ground, and <laughs> that would be nice. Yeah. Any big bashing for you two lads in the, during as part of this uh, the big bash series, which starts on Friday? Well, the funny thing is, we're actually both um, enemies here. You so are. I'm a renegade, and yeah, James is a, a star. star yeah. So yes. the big showdown tomorrow night starting. So that'll be a big start um, before Boxing Day. But, um, but we'll probably see you boys in the that sort of game a little bit later. End, yeah, yeah, because, because you've got end. ashes to concentrate That's on. Right, you've got yeah. to make sure Ryan Harris can get into where he needs to go, which is absolutely fair enough. Mm. All right, Peter Seal, James Faulkner, a pleasure, gentlemen. We'd love to chat to you again before the end of the season. Once again, on behalf of everyone, well done. Cheers, Congratulations. Yes, and thank, thank you very, you very much, much for the joy and the happiness you've brought us. All so happy. Oh, Peter Seal and James Faulkner. I mean, How exciting. They're just so wonderful. Yeah, I, they um, smell so good. You know what I mean? They're, and Do they smell nice? They're Rosie? lean. Rosie, Rosie, do they smell nice? Yes, and very healthy and, and handsome, yeah. and, and handsome, handsome, and I just feel good about being around them. You do, because Rosie, you spend a lot of time around radio people and, and comedians, and, and, and for the most dirty. part, we're smelly and dirty and angry. Generally, yeah. Sleep with yeah. dogs. So it, was yeah. Fresh. <laughs> it was fresh. It was freshening fresh. up, wasn't it? It was. And also, they've got this, you know, the lightness of victory about mm. them, yep. and, and you can't earned. help but stare at it. There That's is an aura. Mm. There is an aura. Yeah. There is a white light emanating from the third eye. They broke a nation. And it's fantastic. <laughs> hey, so, t- this, so today is a big day for movies, summer movies. Anchorman 2 comes out. Yesterday I had a, 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 played my chat with Adam McKay, the writer and director. Superb interview. Thanks, it, mate. Have we got it online? Is it on the... Yeah, it's in the podcast. You can always get that on iTunes. So Josh you Lawson... You always tell me to tweet a link. Yeah, and sometimes and you do. <laughs> Josh Lawson is a friend of... Well, we all know him, but he's one of, I've known him for a thousand years. Probably one of my oldest friends. And he went to LA a number of years ago after mm-hmm. he got sacked from Sea Patrol. The only actor to get sacked from the first series of Sea Patrol, <laughs> right? Wow. Lisa McCoon's Sea Patrol. It may have been her call. We don't know. But um, he's since gone... Because she's now with... 
Is she with Teddy Tahu Rhodes? Uh, Are not, they together? I'm sure they were doing a show together, but mm. I don't know anything more than that in South okay. Pacific. But the film is out today. He's in it, got a big role in it. And I was very happy to catch up with him and, and have a chat about that whole experience and the film Anchorman 2. And I started by asking Josh about, well, what it's like to be in the company of Will Ferrell and Steve Carell when you're in the movie with them and what it was like to go to the premiere with all of those stars. Get this, oh. all right? I used to, as you well know, I used to work at the cinema in Fox yes. there. I used to rip tickets and be a projectionist, yeah. and then we end up having the premiere there. Isn't that so great? I'll go one step further. After we went to the premiere, we went out to dinner, yeah. the cast and I. I used to be a waiter at the restaurant we went to. That's actually one of those stories. <laughs> yeah, you're, you're Madonna. Congratulations. I can't it. I'm finally Madonna. Well, there are lots of people there dressed as your character from Sea Patrol. <laughs> How many well, people were there dressed as chef? Just one, and me, it was me. <laughs> uh, so. Well, let's go back a little bit, actually, because I remember when you said to me, "Look, I'm going. Just I'm just going to this this office." You, you were there when, uh, and we were talking about this a lot when it was happening. Mm. I didn't want to get my hopes up. You got a call saying. Look, there could be something on here. That was it. Yeah, it was. I was like, look, don't you know? Uh, it's in the works. And then out of nowhere, one day, I got the call going. Yeah, it's. I remember. You got it. I remember. You got the, it. I remember when you called me, and I and I and I said to myself, "Yeah, stay friends with him. This is start, yeah. This is finally going to pay off." Well, I remember. The, I remember the phone call distinctly. I, I called. I said, "I'm sorry, we can't be friends anymore. I'm yeah. famous. Yeah, you yeah. Know, I finally made it, and I'm going to cut off all my my dead wood friends." Now, luckily, I was with Rebel Wilson at the time, so I didn't feel. <laughs> as bad. That's good. Your Australian accent in the film is, I mean, it's north of hoax. <laughs> well, well, I'll take that as a great compliment. It is. Because, it is. Because, you know, I, I tried to base his look a little bit on hoax. Yeah. Because I, I was basically, uh, you know, he was obviously, a, he's a mogul in the 80s, you yeah. know, the term, just as we switch over to 80, 81. Yeah. And I was like, all right, well, who are the most powerful uh, Aussies, Aussies back then. Yeah. I was thinking Greg Norman. Oh, I was yes. thinking Hoags. Oh and I wanted him to have blonde hair. I desperately wanted him to be So blonde. the wig was your choice, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, the wig. I definitely wanted blonde. And then we, we I, I showed Adam. We put the wig on and we showed Adam and he went, perfect. Isn't um, that he great? Said, Isn't yeah, it? he said only one thing. I want it to be more coiffed. I said, right. <laughs> yeah, coiffed enough. Is your first name Vag in the film? No, no, it's Kench. Oh, um, and that's, it's short for Ken, even though it's longer. Oh, that's funny. But my dad's name is, is Vag. Oh, Vag, your dad's name is <laughs> Vag. Which, Ed, you'd be happy to know, is a, is a little bit of improv there. From it? you? Yeah, stayed in the film. Oh, he's Isn't done that great? It. Bit of Vag Allenby. Vag oh. Allenby, and it stays in the cut. How did stays you feel the, the first time you saw it and you got that one in? Oh, that was it. That was my Oscar. Do you know how I know where we're at now? Someone in my ear, a producer, just said, one minute. I'm now officially being told I've, I'm only allowed to talk to my best friend for another 50 <laughs> seconds. That's how famous he is. I really like that. So I've got something to ask you before yep. we go, in all yep. seriousness. Mm -hmm. Because it's hard to get you on. Well, we've been, you know, we've been playing a lot of phone tag. Yeah. I'm getting married, uh, as I you know, know 25th know. of October next year. I got to save the date in the mail. Good. I know. So, oh, in all seriousness, this is mm -hmm. probably the best forum to ask it. Yeah. <sighs> I mean, I assume you're not a practicing minister. You can't marry us, can you? No, look, not yet, but given the time. Yeah. Hey, Between... I'm so sorry to wrap you up, but um, it's the last question. Okay. Thanks. I'm glad they've said that. Go. Um, will you be my best man, Josh Lawson? No. Are you serious? Of course. Really? Yeah. I will. Let me talk to my agent. Um, Please do. I, I'm hoping we can make this work. Are you? Of course, Ed. Now that is a way to end an interview. That a is a challenge anyone wow. to finish better than that.
That's incredible. Excellent. Well, call my get my people to call your people. Yeah, we'll make this work. We'll yeah, you know, make sure there's no scheduling conflicts. But uh, even yeah. if you, even if you do it via Skype, that would still really mean a lot to me. To. This is a oh, mate. Oh, you've made my day. You've I'd made, love to. Be. You've made my day. Excellent, brother. There he goes today. Anchorman two, starring the one Josh Lawson. He's uh, with, uh has Ferrell he been? Is he unaffected by fame or is it? No, he's gone. He's nuts. He's crazy for himself. Did you have to call him Mr. Lawson? No, but I did have to go through a publicist to speak to him. That was fun. <laughs> to your you couldn't ring your Absolutely. friend. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, when he was here, because he didn't have a phone, I had to call the publicist. Oh, great to get here. What's this about? <laughs> um, his friend. Okay, hold. You've got five minutes. <laughs> We're going to get out of here. It's all thanks to Holden Colorado. Think Colorado. Think Holden. Uh, Lawrence Mooney, good to see you. Adam Rosenbachs, thanks for coming and hanging out, buddy. Pleasure. Had a ball. What are you Rosie, up to today? nice to see you. Uh, today, I'm uh, out of respect to Ronnie Biggs. I'm going to rob a train. Good man. So. That's do they? What could you get out off a train now? If you stopped it on the rails with a shoddy, a couple of iPads. What could you get? They no, don't no, carry no, no. money anymore. No. Do you? Much. Get a bit of a. Get a two-hour ticket. A cut lunch, maybe, if the driver's yeah. got a lunch or No something. one even carries a newspaper anymore. No, a couple of old muffins, perhaps. Yeah. <laughs> We've got to get out of here. Yeah, Max. We're back go. for the last morning of Triple M's uh, summer Aww. breakfast. No, 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 no. Tomorrow morning, we've got some surprise guests coming in. We've got lots of things that we need to wrap up. We will be spinning Mooney's Wheel of Opportunity. And we'll be speaking to Bobby H. Shriekman, too. So oh, our Hollywood reporter. If you've got uh, questions for Bobby, mm-hmm. give him a... Give us, give us a tweet. MMM Hot Breakfast. He will cover all things showbiz. Thanks a lot. We'll speak to you tomorrow. Triple M Summer Breakfast with Ed Cavalier and friends. A serious truck for the serious man. Think Colorado. Think Holden.